There's new research out right now from the University of Minnesota showing that black, Hispanic, and Asian populations are significantly more likely to die of COVID-19, and this is regardless of their vaccination status at the population level. Joining us right now are J.P. Leiter, the director, of, the director of the Center for Public Health Systems in the Public Schools and an author in this study, and also Elizabeth Wrigley Field. She is also a lead author and professor of sociology at the University of Minnesota. Why is this happening, and uh, why is it that people of color are more likely to die? Good morning. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. Well, what we've seen is that during this period, both in the pre-vaccination period and after vaccines were available, that when, when there were vaccines... Uh, people of color were getting vaccinated at higher rates, but were also dying at higher rates. And so what what we are seeing is that that's backward. Um, so something else is going on. Uh, and even during the pre-vaccine period, um, communities of color were dying at higher rates, 4.7 times higher than white Minnesotans. Um, and even in the vaccine period, uh, that was twice as high in the midlife range. So uh, about 45, ages 45 and higher. Uh, Elizabeth, anything you might want to add there? Yeah, so one thing we know is that vaccination is really protective. It protects people against dying of COVID really well. And so you might expect to see that if a population is more vaccinated, that's the population where fewer people are going to die. And what we think it means that so many more people of color are dying in spite of having gone out and gotten vaccinated and done what, you know, what they were told to do, what we've all tried to do to stay safe, um, is that all of the other things that are making people more at risk, um, being more exposed to COVID at their jobs, um, having less good access to health care, all of those things still really matter. And so to us, it's shining a spotlight on all of the COVID risks um, and, and all the ways that we might want to prevent them that aren't just about vaccines. So are you both saying that people of color, especially black people, are dying and getting ill from COVID because of ex- uh, simply because of exposure and the types of jobs in which we are employed? We think it's probably a lot of things. Um, so there's a lot of evidence that differences in exposure have a huge role to play in why black people especially and people of color, but Hispanic people also have been so much more likely to get COVID and to become sick from COVID. Um, And workplaces have played, it seems like a special role in that. Um, It's where people mix together in circumstances that are not under their own control for a big part of their day. And so that puts you at a lot of risk of a respiratory virus. Um, So that's one reason why we have had a kind of emphasis on workplaces when we talk about this. But, you know, what our research is showing is just the enormity of this inequality. At those key midlife ages, um, people who are not quite elderly but um, still at risk of COVID, um, even in the Omicron period, black people are twice as likely to die of COVID as white people are. That's a huge difference. So with the free vaccines that are out there right now, clinics everywhere, pop-up clinics, hospitals, doctors, offices, what is it uh, that we can do as a society to help protect these people from, uh, from COVID? I, I would say that um, to, at, at the individual level, it is still to me about uh, thinking through 
can can you protect yourself or family members um, getting a vaccine? And I think the answer is is pretty unequivocally yes. You can reduce individual risk getting one of these new bivalent boosters, or if you get sick. Um, thinking about trying to prevent hospitalization by talking to a doctor and seeing if something like one of these uh, these new drugs like Paxlovid is appropriate for you, especially if you're older. Um, they've been shown to be very effective. Uh, and, and that kind of personal uh, choice question is, is still really important and, and reducing risk to others like members of your family who might be older. Uh, but like Elizabeth was saying, there's, there's something else going on here because even in, uh, even in groups like Black Minnesotans, Hispanic Minnesotans, Asian Minnesotans that have much higher rates of vaccination in these periods compared to white Minnesotans, the COVID-related mortality at midlife is higher. And so what that means to me is we have to also think about other social supports and other ways of reducing risk and that might be things like uh, looking to um, increasing availability, availability of uh, personal protective equipment um, and, and why that didn't happen early on in the pandemic um, and other kinds of uh, available social supports, like even even like um, providing child care and making sure that people can go to uh, work um, safely, uh, making sure they don't feel like they have to go to work if they are sick. And the question becomes, as COVID is here for the long run, um, what can we do as a society to support folks so that we don't have uh, COVID here every day, every week, and we just have to ask, um, how, do we, how do we live with it or how do we move on um, dealing with what we're dealing with now? Because otherwise, nothing is going to change compared to what we're seeing in the mortality data in the past year and a half to two years. It will stay the same unless something changes. So, Elizabeth, you, you've been quoted as saying that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Is there something but, uh, is there something genetically that is making uh, maybe uh, the, the vaccines not work as well in black people? Could it be that? No, we don't think it's that at all. Um, partly because there's almost no genetic differences between black and white populations. Um, you know, we think there's, there's really two kinds of things that could be going on here. And one is that all of the things that put people at risk of just contracting COVID in the first place, like having to share air with a lot of other people, like having to be at a workplace where people are coming in sick because there's no paid sick leave uh, all of those burdens tend to fall more heavily on people of color and especially on black people in the whole United States. Um, and that really matters. And so some of the things that JP was talking about, like paid sick leave is such an obvious but such an um, incredibly important thing to have if you don't want a respiratory disease to spread around your workplace. A chance for people um, to get well. So finally, we're just about out of time, and this is just so fascinating. We're talking with Dr. Elizabeth, I'm sorry, Elizabeth Rickley Field, a professor at the University of Minnesota, and also J.P. Leiter, a director of Center for Public Health Systems in the public schools, authors in the study. Can you tell us, with are we ever going to get out of the pandemic with Omicron just seeming to be a super uh, just just a super type of virus. 
uh, that just keeps mutating no matter what you do. There are so many. Uh, we've run out of alphabets and numbers to keep up with how this virus is mutating. Uh, will we see an end to this ever in our lifetime? COVID might be here to stay, but it's not necessary that that means that all the deaths are here to stay. That's still really in our control. It matters that people have good access to boosters. It matters that people have paid sick leave. It matters that we improve air quality at work and in schools. JP, you have the last word. I agree with Elizabeth. COVID's going to keep changing, but our response can keep changing to it as well. And when, when different flus show up or different new kinds of viruses... They can be, they can hit us hard and they can be incredibly scary. And in some ways we got really unlucky with COVID, but in some ways we got incredibly lucky. We got a vaccine that works incredibly well. We got several that reduce mortality uh, and hospitalization and those risks. And we have treatments that further reduce risks of hospitalization and death. And we're going to keep getting new ones. Um, but we still have weekly deaths that are death rates that are way worse than the worst weeks of flu and if it's me i don't want that for you know my neighborhood or my community we have to do better and the only way that we're going to do better is if something changes so we we need to figure out how to support our communities better than we are right now and that's going to be tough authors thank you so much for being with us this morning and sharing your research on minnesota and how fewer white people are vaccinated for COVID-19 than most racial groups, but still less likely to die of COVID-19. Thanks for sharing the data from your research. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure.